in Podcast Detroit, recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. All right, we are back here, World Expo of Beer Live. And uh, you know what? It's a little chilly outside. I got my nice t-shirts.beer hoodie on. Uh, you can get plenty of swag over at t-shirts.beer. It does not have to be beer-related. You can get anything you want, including uh, Nick's shirt right next to me is made from t-shirts.beer. It's an actual t-shirt. Mine's a hoodie. Uh, go check them out. They do koozies, hats, etc. t-shirts.beer. Check them out. Uh, as we continue our uh, weekend of interviews, Nick is back with me. Hello, Nick. Hey, hey, what's going on? What are you drinking over there? Uh, I switched it to uh, Shorts Local Light. Okay. Um, I was going to try and be funny and go with the PBR because they do, yes, they do have PBR here. Nothing wrong at, with that. At, and there's nothing wrong with that here at the web, but uh, maybe I might save that for the, some of the nightcaps later on. I'm uh, I'm still rocking the Saga Talk Neapolitan. Um, I'm going to, after this interview, go inside and uh, definitely change something up a little bit. Yeah, but, I'm uh, the same We thing. have a guest all the way from Bee Nectar. Dana, how you doing? How's it going? Happy to be here. Well, welcome. We appreciate it. We've been trying to get you on all weekend, and uh, you're finally here. <laughs> I'm still scared. Why are you scared? Because this is going out to the masses, as we were talking exactly. about earlier. The masses. The masses. <laughs> it's, it's only like six to 7,000 people that listen. Yeah. So, I mean, you uh, guys serve oh, more no, than that. It's, it's going, and we have an international following, you know. Well, I mean, like it's not a big international deal. is like we have one person in yeah. Australia and like one we had person in, in Ireland. Ireland, yeah. I thought we had some. I thought lots, we had some troops listening. to Lots us. of people in the Middle East. Yep, yep. Tro- troops that do listen to us that want to get their uh, their Michigan beer yep. fix, so they yep. know what to do when they come back. When they get from, back home. Uh, uh, the war, but you are from Bee Nectar. What did you guys bring for the festival? We brought a uh, zombie killer, our flagship, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, Tuco style freakout, the margarita inspired mead, kill all the golfers, our Arnold Palmer mead, and new product punk lemonade. It's a raspberry lemon cider. It's selling like hotcakes right now. I think it's going to be our number two seller this year. We actually, uh, what Matt and I went and did, uh, Nerds with Alcohol, in the kegerator of the, that dude's home was Punk Lemonade. So we were rocking that as our almost like our palate cleanser between beers and everything like that. Um, now, Zombie Killer is definitely one of those. that That is, whenever I suggest mead to people, Zombie Killer is one of the ones that I always suggest because it's solid every single time it comes out. It's easy to drink. Um, is that the one you tell people when they're like, oh, I never had mead before? Or do you try to suggest something else? Zombie Killer is actually a cider now. We reformulated it a few years ago to comply with laws and some states that we wanted to expand into that didn't really have a governmental bureaucracy set up for mead. Okay. So it was kind of like they just didn't have paperwork. What changed to, to change it in regards to the recipe? Um, we basically just backsweened with honey instead of fermenting with honey. Okay. So we did some experimentation to see if we could make it as a cider and still have it taste the same. And well, obviously we were able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Jokes it, on me because I didn't know the difference. I, I um, get that a lot of festivals. It's a common like confusion if it's a mead or a sizer or well, a wh- cider. What is the difference between a mead, a sizer, and a cider? Um, so mead, all the fermentable sugar comes from honey. A sizer is when a mead and a cider have a baby. 
So basically just a mead with apples and then cider, all the fermentable sugar okay. comes from cider. Fair. Um, have you guys done it? Because I know you guys technically have a brewer's license over there. Do you guys do anything with like mead and beer or cider and beer? Or we, when was we, the last time you actually brewed beer over there? We actually have a, uh, a porter on right now that one of our newer mead makers... Ian McClelland made. It's tasting pretty good. We're just on like a one barrel brewing system. Mm. So it's tap room only, or we'll make like some beer or braggots for special events, but very much in the development experimentation stage. Well, not many people know what a braggot is. What is a braggot? A braggot is when a mead and a beer have a baby. Mead and a beer have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a cider mead. A beer mead. Yeah. What about a cider? Well, I think we did. Um, Sellerman had the cider beer yeah. uh, 50-50 split. That cider that one year. Yeah, uh, so that way they can get their, their foot in the door. Once there. the Well, yeah, once the festival stopped allowing non- non-mead nods. You know, any, any excuse yeah, non non beer. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it was. But so you guys kind of had a counter punch to the the guild having the non beer rule, and that was hosting your guys' own festival. Um, and that was last year. Um, you guys had a lot of breweries over there. How did that go? Or are you guys doing it again this year? We're not going to be doing it again this year. Um, that was for our tenth anniversary. Okay. Right. So it wasn't specifically directed. At the guild. Specifically. Stick it to the man over there. Developments that happened because of the real change with the guild. No. We're uh, a little salty about it, not going to lie. Well, uh, (laughs) actually, during when that happened was the week we actually had Carrie and Miranda on Mm -hmm. from Bee Nectar. And um, Carrie was very, very uh, quiet about it. And uh, Miranda was not. Um, you, so, you had the different parallel, the different uh, polar opposites. There. Uh, yeah, in regards the quiet to the, and then the the relationship yeah. for what they were talking about, um, and it just kind of like happenstance that we had B Nectar coming on for that show. Um, how has World Expo been this year for you guys? Are you guys pushing out? Um, you know, getting out to the masses, or is this kind of just like uh, another stop in the festival chain? This is my first time working World Expo, so I don't. Well, what's your opinion on it? I've had a is, great time. You've had. Have so you been far. able to try some uh, other drinks out there other than um, bean nectar? Because I mean, you get. Mm-hmm. I think you get ten drinks for the weekend per badge. So, right. what have you been able to try? I actually haven't been getting too experimental yet, but we're early into day two. So, <laughs> since it's a longer session, hoping to go try more new things. Is there a specific brewery you want to go try, or a specific? Uh, uh, Jay from Superior Lakes is one of my mead homies. The meteries, we have a persecution complex, so we kind of <laughs> roll together. Um, I really like his barrel-aged mead that he's pouring, and he's got a tropical fruit cider and some other things that I haven't tried. So definitely going to go spend some time with him, and we'll see where that takes me after that. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you? When you go out and you're drinking and say bee nectar is not available, what's your go-to Drink because uh, I've known you for a couple years now, so I, I know a little bit more. But are you going to beer? Are you going to look for another mead? Are you going straight to the liquor? Usually, I go for beers. Um, IPAs are my overall favorite style. Mm. So, new IPAs, I always like to try. Founders all day or Bell's Two Hearted? Ooh. <laughs> if I had to choose, I would say Bell's Two Hearted, but if it was between. Centennial 
And two-hearted, that would be a tough choice. Well, I mean, it's practically the same beer, just yeah. at two different I'm places. like, I would be equally happy with either of them. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I'm not a big fan of two-hearted, but I love Centennial from Founders. I think that's one of the most well-rounded. Wait a sec. I love Centennial from Founders. But you, you don't like IPAs, but and you're going to come on this hard. show and say, I love Centennial. I love Centennial. I that doesn't even make any sense. Centennial. It really doesn't. Nothing makes sense in my palate. Apparently not. Well, no, no, it doesn't. Uh, but I know no. you dabble in a lot of liquor, don't you? <laughs> like bourbon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What's your What's your go to bourbon? Like, what's 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 at home right now that you're pouring? Don't have anything at home right now because generally, if there's whiskey or bourbon in the house, it it's not long for this world. <laughs> so, is that because you typically go through like one or two nightcaps a night or because you go through 20 nightcaps a night usually it's just uh one wild saturday night okay. and <laughs> it's gone uh, so what is it you do at nectar so i'm the metro detroit sales rep okay. so my main territory is southeast michigan the greater metro detroit area our sales director steve handles the rest of Michigan, a few other states, and we have a rep named Corey based in Florida and handles the southeast U.S. Since my territory is, you know, just our home market, um, sometimes I get sent <laughs> sent off to far corners to handle festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, other people have scheduling conflicts. They just put me in a helicopter with, like, a case <laughs> of mead and just... Toss me out. A hel- helicopter? That, that's yeah. a first. I, I was going to say, I'd love to try. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. It's actually my Honda Civic. But. <laughs> so you guys are ob- Michigan, obviously, other states. You mentioned Florida. How many states total is Bee Nectar in right now? I believe we're in about 25, 26. 20, so you got 50% of this country. Yeah. If you're wrong, you won't get fired. It's okay. It's okay. I don't think I'll get fired. That's okay. It's maybe a little time in the hole, but... <laughs> It'll be okay. The hot box? Is yeah. that what they call it in prison? Oh, Jesus Christ. We have a honey warmer. A honey warmer? Yeah. <laughs> what is a honey warmer? It's a honey warmer. It's a, basically a little box that you put um, the drums of honey in, so uh. they're warm and easy to stir, and they go through the, the pump a lot easier than cold honey. Oh, okay. do you How do you guys measure, measure how much mead? Like, do you measure it in barrels, or do you have a different measuring tool for mead and cider? <clears throat> We do barrels. Um, Brad, our owner, also switched us to the metric system. Oh, jeez. Okay. For everything because it's <laughs> more, it's, it's the more logical system. Um, yeah. It, it's logical. Logical. And it's made converting. 90% like, of the world. Yeah, scaling up recipes a lot easier. I'm still struggling with it because. It's base 10. That's all you got yeah. <laughs> that's all it. I, I I actually empathize, empathize with that because that's all I learned when I was in college. Is metric this, metric that. We never really ever use the English system. So I, well, I mean, I, DTE uses the the metric system. Well, when you're going for an engineering degree, that's how they teach you. It's, everything is based on the metric system and 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 other other system, other measurements that are not used commonly in the United States. You know, how long have you been with B Nectar for? I think I'm right around my five-year anniversary. Do you get anything for your five-year? I think I might get slightly more vacation days that I'm... I'd have to revisit our policy manual somewhere around year five or six that you get a bump up in your vacation days and our our B-Bucks, which is kind of like our personal allowance for taproom drinks. Oh, wait, I want that job. 
Can I, can I? We, we kind of have this job. Yeah, we guess we right. do. Yeah, you we, know that the other day, I'm like, podcast. oh man, I've been around for a while. Like, I've seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, five years. That's 2014. Um, wow, five years ago. Yeah, before I was officially hired in at Bee Nectar, um, I was helping them out events when they needed an extra person. What were you doing before that? Before that, so uh, it's kind of still dealing through recession. I was bouncing around some different jobs. I was actually running a medical records department. Okay. So, big career shift. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think you, you call yourself the Mead Fairy. Um, medical record. Yeah, that's a different difference of careers for sure. Yeah, my life before the alcohol well, industry. So, yeah, so yeah, you go from one one in medical to now, what what was the, the driving force that made the change to go from one industry to the other? The company that needed someone to handle their medical records department was hiring. Uh-huh. So that was a very attractive factor to me. Okay. Um, and Bee Nectar basically found me at a Renaissance festival. So I was a Renfest nerd. Um, was? I had a friend. Was well, or still is? I still am. Still am. Okay. Yeah. That, that, there's nothing wrong so, with that. I had a friend that was uh, working in the Bee Nectar tasting table, and mm-hmm. she had some family and friends coming in town the next few weeks that she wanted to spend time with. So if I'd be interested in covering the booth. And I was like, I love Bee Nectar. And... I'm broke. <laughs> yes. Now, you guys have done a lot with the local, uh, the Michigan Renaissance Festival, haven't you? Um, oh, yes. Because you guys, are you guys the official drink there or official mead? Or? We're not the official sponsor. Uh, that's Superior Lakes, but generally every year we do five out of the seven weekends in their mead tasting tent. Uh, okay. The two weekends that we don't do is just because of other festivals yeah, that yeah. we've committed to. Yeah, so it's more just a. Renaissance Festival runs what August to late August through September. So September. So mm-hmm. I haven't been in. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, I was there. We, that was when we went to NXT that day. Uh-huh. We actually came from the Renfest that day, and that's when I saw. It's a long day. It's a long day, and a lot of axe throwing and ninja star throwing prior to that NXT visit at Royal Oak. So. That just seems so dangerous with the amount of alcohol that flows at that festival. Uh, I, I think I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure they're pretty astute as to who might be tumbling and who might not be tumbling. We granted that we did get there at the beginning of the day, so I don't think there was too much of a concern at that point. But I'm sure that they tell people those the workers or the, the, the performers. They're not workers. The performers, you know, what to look for. I would hope so at least. You'll definitely have a lot of fun there, but their security team is. Super. On top of, they're awesome. Yep. So I mean, it's been going on for what? Like how many years? A long time. Oh, like at least twenty. At least twenty. Yeah, some friends posted pictures on Facebook mm. from Renfest in the nineties. Oh, jeez. It's insane. I know the festival has also recently um, made a lot of effort to kind of upgrade the buildings, expand mm-hmm. the grounds. Yeah. So yeah. really good time. But right on. I, uh, what, what do you, like, what did you expect coming into World Expo this year? Like, obviously this is your first one, so did you have any expectations or things you wanted to do or things you wanted to promote or how much did you want to sell? Like, what, what was kind of like the, the goal here? New real expectations, because first time here, I've worked a lot of beer festivals. Um, I know you World Expo. festival over in Jimmy John's mm-hmm. Field. Exactly. So, um, I know that this festival is kind of, 
one of the ones that people look forward to the most every year. So definitely came expecting to have an awesome time. And how was last night for you? So it was good. Mm. That I don't really have a benchmark to compare it to. I'm just okay. like, it was great. Setup was easy. Well, 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 well. I didn't have any equipment malfunctions, okay. so it's <laughs> usually a thing that gives me anxiety. And once everything's pouring correctly and tasting good, I'm well, like, all right, we're we're gravy now. I mean, I'm assuming you live in metro in the Metro Detroit area, the Tri County. Yeah, I actually live um, just like a five minute walk from Beanie. From Beanie, okay. It's great. So, so, <laughs> so let's approach it this way. Obviously, this is a, a, a festival where those, those breweries, be nectar, no exception, commutes to. Mm-hmm. When you go to the other ones that you have to commute to, maybe like uh, the UP Beer Fest or the one, uh, what, which the one in Grand Rapids is this called West Grand the, Rapids Beer, the, the beer festival. The one that, no, uh, long, no the, longer able to the, go to the fifth, thir- the fifth third one. Yeah, the the, the festivals are no longer able to go to. Yeah, or that one, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that one, or anyone else that you have to commute to, where you have to lug all this stuff, you gotta get a hotel and, and all that stuff. It, 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 from that perspective, how's this one been compared to those? Where again, you mentioned no no malfunctions. That's that's obviously a plus. Where there's nothing going wrong with the kegs or anything like that. So from that perspective, would you still say that it's going? That's still a pretty good. For a first time at World World Beer Expo, World Expo Beer. I think everything for this festival has been. Working seamlessly. Mm. The further afield I get from my home territory in Detroit, the more anxiety I get because sure. it's higher stakes if I forget something. Right. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Because if you forget something, heaven forbid you you forget something. Guess what? Three you're not, hour round trip. You're not going back to go get it. You're you're winging it at that point. Or, or you're asking people. Or you're asking people. Like, Here's hey, something really went wrong. Over? I might have been able to like. Be like, all right, get in my car. I'll be back in three hours. <laughs> um, Has it ever happened before? Right, or, or do we not want to talk about that? I actually had a, a festival in Milwaukee oh. last Sunday that was bottles only. And oh. then I was working with our distributor in Illinois. And I had a festival the following Saturday. And for some reason, I just had it in my head, like bottles only. So luckily on Monday, I realized that I... Didn't bring a jockey box. Oh, jeez. So, in about 10 minutes of complete terror in a McDonald's parking lot in Milwaukee, <laughs> trying to think uh, <laughs> who I know at local breweries that could Did you pull, resolve it? pull my biscuits out of the fire, <laughs> um, our distributor had a jockey box for me, oh, and good. it was nice. It was no big deal, but. What's that, your that ten minute of panic didn't yeah, help. Being a, Maybe a, not a, my best work ever, but uh, everything uh, turned out fine. Being in a different state, they don't do the the token system. Most states don't that we do. What's your opinion on the token system and uh, especially the ARFIDs that we have uh, going on today? I really hate the token system because it's just burdensome. Um, I think it changes kind of the consumer psychology. How so? There just seems to be more of a drive to like cheat the system that's fair you know and it's annoying as a brewery to try to police that i guess because you want because you don't the 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 customer doesn't get in trouble you get in trouble right and so we want the customers to have a good time um sometimes they get mad at us when we're like no you actually have to give us like a token for this and they're like why are you being square but at the same time the festivals are a partner as well, and 
they need to make these events profitable or cover their costs, especially when they have charities or nonprofits that they're funding. So please give people tokens <laughs> at festivals. Well, then what, what do you think of the, the RFID badges? Because I think they've been pretty good in regards to making sure people are paying for their beers. Here. I love the RFID badges because everything's just at all the tables. You order your drink. Someone scans your badge. You can't just bump the, the bin and make it jingle. You know who you are. <laughs> there's there's a lot of people. And to be honest, it was crazy because there was a... Um, it would have been for the Winter Beer Fest. Uh, the MLCC made it known that they were going to be at the Winter Beer Festival this year and trying to get beer without paying for tokens. Um, and not for the fact of, oh, we want to get people in trouble as much as we need to make sure that this is all up on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Because the, those four festivals, Winter, Fall, uh, UP, and Summer, are the festivals of the year. And those are the ones that you know you don't want to end. Um, and I think it was probably the Brewers Guild a little bit trying to get them, you know, hey, we'd love for you to come out and do this to try to make sure that we're getting everyone together. But I, I agree with you in regards to, hey, just pay the damn toe, especially those festivals. The festivals, it's like 50 cents per drink anyways. So it's it's not a real big entry barrier to get to these drinks. In general, um, no one's getting price gouged. The Brewers Guild, like, those festivals fund a lot of really valuable work for the breweries and Michigan in general, the Michigan beer industry like supports so many jobs, not just in the brewing industry, but like agriculture, people making tanks, equipment, like I, yeah, I was, I was basically like vilified on some of these boards. Like, Hey, pay your fucking token when you're drinking. And they're like, Oh no, well, whatever. I'll just use old, old tokens and stuff. And I'm like, come on. Like, just play ball. It's not. I, I don't know too many people that go through a festival and use all fifteen tokens. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And if you do, it's probably once and not every single time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know too many. Like I've never. I don't think gone through all fifteen tokens at a festival. That's including doing two, three, and four token beers. I think maybe like the first festival I've ever done where I'm like, oh my gosh, I got all this beer to my disposal. That's probably. I think the first one you and I went to together before it became what it is today. Rookie mistakes. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Have you? The, the, this is a personal question. I have to answer it if you don't want to. Have you ever um, gone a little too hard at a festival you were working at? She has to think about. This I was going to say she has to think about it. Like, I think. I think there's like going a limitation. through the Rolodex. <laughs> the Rolodex. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone too hard at a festival. Because um, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie between the breweries and meateries, cideries. Everyone wants to share their passion and share mm-hmm. their lifeblood. So people will come over and be like, hey, I'd love for you to try my beer. I'd love for you to, or I'd love to, you know, swap a little bit in regards to, mm-hmm. hey, you try my beer, I'll try your beer. You know, th- those kinds of things. So I know that kind of stuff happens. So it wouldn't have been too crazy. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a festival and... Lost like it. you, yeah, you try to pace yourself. Yeah, this. I think for at least Michigan, like I love the token um, or the ARFID or the tickets because I think it allows consumers to pace themselves um, a little bit more because they're. But I think when you have that open bar sense, people act a little bit more crazy at the um, festivals in other states that you just pay for your entry fee. Usually, it's more expensive uh-huh. um, for entry. Then you'd have to work, uh, worry about tokens, but they get a lot rowdier. It's 
But if you're paying more, like for instance, if you paid ten dollars more at any other festival, that's twenty more tokens at a Brewers Guild festival. So at what point is it like? I, I just it bothers me that people almost take offense that you're asking them to give you tokens. But that's the part that I get a little salty about. I'm like, this is the law. Like, if you don't like it, like write your congressman. You know. Do you want it to change in Michigan for festivals? Or do you think it's it's a nice difference at Michigan festivals to know that? I would like it to change. Okay. Um, but then seeing what I have at other states, um, the kind of all-you-can-drink festivals, they are definitely rowdier. I've seen way more sloppy things happen. Um, but we work in the alcohol industry, so that's kind of a constant a possibility that we know happens. Do you guys see happens? that at the meadery a lot? A lot of people come in and wow, rowdy or drunk, or I mean, because I, I doubt they get rowdy or drunk there. Maybe they show up rowdy or drunk from previous places, but we've had very few incidents. I can maybe count on one hand um, times that we've had to ask people to leave or mm. cut them off, cut them off, or ban people. Um, and I'd probably have some fingers left over. So, I think if you want to get like really drunk and rowdy at Bee Nectar, it's it's kind of expensive to do that. <laughs> That's true. I mean the the entry into mead is a little pricier than the entry mm-hmm. into beer. Um, someone that wants to try mead for the first time, never tried mead. Where are you guiding them to? Now, obviously, bee nectar, but is there any other forms of um, mead that you could find on the shelf that might be a little, you know, better entry level in regards to price? Or, like, where are you guiding them? Like, if I came to you and I'm like, oh, hey, Dana, I know you work at bee nectar. Um, you know, what what should I drink for a mead? Like, what, what are you telling me? I think if someone just wanted to try a traditional mead, and not spend too much money, I would just send them, like, have them get a bottle of Viking's blood. Okay. Um, and that's that big, like, purple bottle, isn't it? Yeah, they're in, like, those kind of ceramic looking. I was um, going to say, I've seen it a thousand times at beer stores, like Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester <laughs> Hills, just yeah. south of. Uh, nice plug. Might be M59 controversial, but I think Road. if you just want a mead that's more traditional style and not pay. A ton of money. I think it's still like 25, 30 bucks for a bottle. Okay. Um, send them there first. And well, it's uh, again, you're not trying to like, you're, you're trying to bring them into mead because then if they like it, they're coming to you for their second mead and their third, their fourth, and their fifth. So once again, to mead, they're, they're just going down the rabbit hole. Like they don't even understand how deep the rabbit hole goes. Like, all right, you can start with these traditionals and you can get a barrel age. It's such a diverse. Beverage. What's then. your go-to bee nectar drink? Go-to bee ne- necro mango con. Okay, I think oh, it's my overall favorite. Good. It's a, um, such a good drink. I feel like yeah. necro is the forgotten middle child <laughs> of our core brands. <laughs> um, not quite sure why. It might just be because it's kind of like a brownish label on a brown bottle. It doesn't stick out as much as some of our like zombie, uh, yeah, obviously yeah, zombie killer, wilder, and, yeah, uh, bottle labels, but. Do you guys have any events coming up soon? We are doing um, mayhem this month at the okay. tap room. So mayhem at the tap room. Yeah. What so, does that mean? Um, instead of doing a spring festival in May, that's just one day. Uh, we're doing a entire month of mead mayhem. So we're having special releases releases every weekend. 
Um, believe will be today's Zombies Take Manhattan is getting released. That's the uh, the cherry. Yeah, it's the uh, Imperial Zombie Killer. Yeah. up to twelve percent and put it in a rye barrel for eighteen months. <laughs> okay, it's delicious. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's a heavy because you got is is. Um, Cherry Chipotle, is that the like a Chipotle zombie killer, or is that a different... No, different. Uh, cherry Chipotle is just uh, cherry mead, Chipotle peppers, and then uh, we just released Dragons Are Real, which is basically cherry Chipotle. Then we add cacao nibs and put it in a New Holland's Dragon Milk Barrel. Is Dragon. that how you say that word? Cacao? Cacao. Cacao. Yeah. I mean, if it's you're not professional. Co- yeah, it's not cocoa, it's cacao. I'm I'm sorry. I just I just it, it just added a lot of oomph when you 90, said you like, added cacao. Ninety percent cacao. I think cacao is um might be a trade term. Like just cocoa powder is a different yeah. thing. Cacao uh-huh. is like the nibs. I just think K A K O W, almost like a, a cartoon. C A C A O. Cacatella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so B nectar. Are you guys open seven days a week? Yes, seven days a week. Any food program there? Just food trucks right now. Uh, kitchen would be a big undertaking. Mm. We know that we're good at making meat and cider. Are you? Uh, big, I don't know if we're uh, good at running a kitchen. We'll see. Are you big uh, friendly in regards to bringing in food from outside? Or absolutely, we have menus for days of places <laughs> local that will deliver. Uh, Detroit Fleet is right down the street. Really mm. good food truck uh, bar. So you can get some food there, or get some food trucks to go. Bring it over. Come hang out. We've had people bringing crockpots. Real? Oh, like actual, like like yeah, catering type stuff. Crockpots. The don't just show up at the crockpot. You like call us ahead and let us know. <laughs> We're very accommodating. Have uh, the the tea candle. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the, those, maybe share the burner crockpot with yeah. like Swedish meatballs. Those burning, like, those those burning things. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we could have we could have a party over there. Dana, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. No problem. We will obviously see you at all the other festivals that we attend. And uh, we'll let you go. That's Better on Draft. We will be right back. All right. We are back. Better on Draft podcast. Uh, still live here at the World Expo of Beer. My name is Ken. Sitting with me is Nick. This is my final uh, my final show for the evening. I did uh, uh, yesterday. That means you're going to make me run. Oh, hey, there's something going on behind us. I guess they're playing bottle flip behind us right now. Yeah, they. Uh, I they, think someone got it. It's a new game we just created. <laughs> it was a long distance bottle called flip? bottle hole. Bottle. <laughs> there is a uh, a big wooden table with a circle in the center, and they've a been spindle. trying to flip a uh, a plastic bottle inside there. That's um, okay. You know, guess, but anyway, you're gonna make me run the show now. After, run the show. Oh and, gosh, the show's gonna tank. There goes our listenership. You and Ed's got it. It's no big deal. Yeah, we'll uh, see about we that. Have, uh, from Saga. Sagatuck, Michigan, Sagatuck Brewing. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Michael Biddick. And uh, what do you do for Sagatuck? I am the Michigan and part of Ohio sales di- uh, director. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, how long have you been with Sagatuck for? Five and a half years now. That's, wow. that's yeah. a decent amount of time. Yeah. Have you always been a salesperson for Sagatuck? Uh, no. Formerly restaurant guy and then got out of the restaurant world to join the beer world. Nice. So started just a sales rep at the, at the beginning. Oh, so you've been a sales rep the entire time at Sagatuck, though? Yeah, yeah, okay. yep. 
Uh, how did, what do you? So you said Northern Ohio and all of Michigan. All of Michigan. Yep. Okay. And I got two people that work for me. One in Detroit and one in West Michigan. Oh, that's right. You said you're a director, so obviously yep. you're, you're you're a step higher. You're a little more important than the other. <laughs> deal with more problems. Deal with more problems. What kind of problems do you run into as a salesperson? Uh, I mean, inventory issues are always an issue on both ends, distributor and our own fault sometimes. Um, you know, beer not getting where it needs to get in time. Uh, the biggest thing right now is you got a lot of reps out there trying to trying to push beer, and you got these buyers that are probably getting swamped, and they say yes to one thing, and then they probably get another guy coming and say yes to that. The rep shows up to actually sell the beer in from the distributor, and they don't take it. You're getting about a 70 80% uh, kind of happen, that happening where you sell something in, but then it doesn't actually go in. So that's not fun. Um, other than that, this chap's fun. And in, in the grand scheme of things, we're I mean, you've been there for five and a half years, yeah. so people don't usually just kind of hang around. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, five years at any job is, I think, is it's it, pretty good at that point. It's been a roller coaster. I mean, we when I started, it was easy, make as much as you can and sell as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we went through the, the tough period of two thousand, you know, seventeen, eighteen, even a little bit of sixteen at the end there. And then, uh, why was that considered a tough period for you guys? Uh, I just. Sales dropped as far as the you know the kind of that little mini recession we had. So sale, beer sales in general just kind of kind of did. Didn't, I think the influx of breweries kind of happened. You know the first wave of it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just kind of tough times for beer, craft beer for a little bit, and nice. kind of bounce back now. So do you see another kind of recession like that coming anytime soon? Especially with the amount of craft beers that are entering into the world. I'm scared. I'm, to be honest, I'm scared it's going to hit, and it's you know the, those middle tier breweries, kind of like what, what size we are kind of ones getting squeezed you know the, the public right now they're still they still love rotation um they still love the new thing so those new breweries are still fun and you know exciting for consumers where mm-hmm. those middle tier breweries that we're in you know we're constantly trying to reinvent ourselves and make sure we're current uh, like with our new ipa that we just came out for the first time we actually changed our mainstay ipa since i've been there i think it's one of the first beers that they actually brewed so um you know, and the bigger guys actually have the money to get behind marketing and all things that take to push beer a little bit harder. So, well, you guys actually just uh, bought a brewery. We are managing a brewery We're right managing now. Managing a brewery. <laughs> I mean, you We're did gonna, change the name. Of we said did. Brewery. It's uh, not, so, not Sagatuck Presents Gonzo's Big Dog. No, it's it's, it's, it's still all their Alma staff. Brewery. It's still all their brewing staff. Um, we can only oversee. We can't. Our brewer can't even touch anything there. Um, he can just watch. In the corner, um, they can brew our recipes, but their brewer has to do everything. So we have, we're just managing the company for now. Are they keeping any of their own recipes? Oh yeah, yeah. We're still probably be fifty fifty. So okay. uh, I think we've got four or five um, Sagatuck Brewing Company beers, and then we still have the Gonzo slash Sagatuck Kalamazoo beers. Um, are the other you know big chunk of it? So well, I, I'm glad I have you sitting down here because one of the big things that changed from Sagatuck was the name of your ESB. Um, you guys changed the name from the ESB to what is it now? It is not made anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Why is it not made anymore? Uh, I, I thought that beer was amazing. It was. It, it was At the time, it was our most awarded beer, um, but people weren't drinking ESB Ambers then. And so well, I even think, ESB scares, I think, some of the well, general I, public. I think, I think that, that three-letter word, three-letter term scares people, which is why I think you guys changed the name. Yeah, we changed the third bear, third bear. at the very end, and then still wasn't, you know, it had this little... Influx, and then it just kind of leveled out, and 
like I said, you got to be current. You got to stay on top of things, and you have to make changes um, to adjust to the market. So we'd kind of made an adjustment. I was going to say, is there any modern ESBs that are out there, like generally in public and distro that you can think of? In distro, Fuller's is the only ESB that you really see is Fuller's mm-hmm. ESB. Yeah. It's it's definitely a brand that not too many people make. Well, a lot of people make, but not a lot of people distro. In no. To yeah. Public. Yeah. Did you guys replace that with anything in regards to your your distro line? Your yeah. So we, I mean, well, we've changed a few things. So that, I mean, I think that year when we got rid of that, we had a new session IPA, um, and then we did the blueberry maple stout. That's actually uh, I had that in my glass before I had to drink it and nice. come out here. Um, that blueberry maple stout is just really, really sweet. Um, what, like, when you're going out and you're going out and trying beers, like, what style are you going towards? For me? Yeah. Uh, I think I've, I've come full circle again, kind of like that lighter, crisper style, Pilsner's. Um, you know, the craft lagers that are out there are great. Um, I still love a really good IPA, um, mm-hmm. more of a classic IPA, not, the, not a big hot bomb or not a big sweet bomb um ipa i like just that good clean ipa um you know some of the new hops are still fun too that are a little fruitier side but without getting over fruity um i shy away from the cloudy and murky ones um but yeah crisp clean is what i kind of do right now and then the occasional you know food beer which is either the, like our bonfire brown which i drink a lot yes. with food um, that actually won best in show a couple years ago yeah yeah very uh, here at the world expo yep yeah that's and that's our that now is our biggest awarded beer uh we won 2014 we won uh, the World Beer Cup gold for that one. So, it's probably one of my favorite beers out there. I I definitely I don't know what it is, but in regards to a bottle, I'm not a fan of it. But if it's on draft, like I'm going for it every single nice. time. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's the one beer. If they fired me tomorrow, I'd still buy. I just, I, it's just a great beer anytime, <laughs> any day. So, I mean, that's a fair sentence to say. Yeah, it's a it's a great pitch, right? Like if they fired me. Like not like if you quit because if you quit it's on your terms. Yeah, if they fired you. It's on their terms. Yeah, I might be angry, or I, I deserved it. One of the two. Well, I mean, in the world that we live, we're in an at will state, so true. It could be for any reason. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it could be because you know you got a little white in your beard right here. No, I'm getting gray. Thanks for pointing that out. Like, don't worry, I see it in the mirror every single day, and I'm like, oh no. Are you talking about like here at the top? No, down here. Oh, down here. There's not much on the top. You want to say now? There's not much here. I would never be able to notice that there is a gray here because it'd be so light already. You'd just be happy there's a hair there. Uh, that, <laughs> come on, you called my, my grays out. Need to uh, do like the little spray thing. Some spray on hair. No, yeah. don't do that. Some Rogaine. <laughs> Hims is the new one. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. Got a buddy that was doing that. I'm, I'm sure at, at some <laughs> point I'm going to need to follow up on some. Oh, he was doing it. That's bad enough. He tried it. <laughs> uh, so you typically go for an IPA when you're selling. Um, like, what is your, your big skews? Obviously, blueberry maple is your new one. I mean, our biggest ones right now are the uh, blueberry lemonade shandy. Um, that is a six-month beer for us that does a huge chunk of our sales now. Neapolitan, which is our one of our classics now. Yep. I was drinking um, that earlier. Yeah, wow, I've drinking a lot of Saga Tuck. Yeah, you are. You're, yeah. you're hot on the Saga Tuck today. That's a fun beer that we can go to every you know all the different states that we're in. That is, it, it's relevant because it's something different and unique. Uh-huh. So, uh, hoping this new IPA Rad Venture takes off so what kind of hops are in it so that's got simcoe galaxy amarillo and then there's a new michigan experiment hop that we're getting out of a allegan test farm okay. and it gives you a little bit of like strawberry tones really yep. oh. and then it's kind of got that dry effervescent finish for a seven point uh seven percent ipa ipa it tastes awesome how do super you, clean how do you get like a fruit taste out of a hop like that do you cross it with something? Or? Absolutely. They're probably super crossed for yeah, us at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm no agriculturalist. I, I'm, I mean, I can barely get grass to grow out my lawn right now yeah, back home. But you know, it's 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 interesting to see how how hops are starting to really kind of evolve as this industry continues well, I to think grow. The industry is forcing it to. Well, I think so too. It's based on what based on what people are craving right now. They want... You mentioned it's the new hotness. It's whatever's yeah. new, whatever's fresh, whatever's going Yeah, I mean, on. it's a very trendy industry to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, as humans, we're, we do that naturally. You, a new restaurant opens, you want to go check it out. Sure. You know, just what we do is instinct, is go check out the new stuff. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't make any sense why beer people wouldn't do it, too. Well, you guys got over by uh, the Holland area a lot of new breweries that are opening up or opened up just recently. Just in Saugatuck alone. We were the only... Only one in town now. There's Mitten's got a tasting room downtown. There's a, I think Guardian is a new one. Yep, and then there's a, another one I don't know the name of. I just heard of uh, recently. Like South South Haven. Or South Haven's got a couple too now. Yeah. Uh, but just I'm saying, Saugatuck, the Saugatuck Douglas area is, is starting to get a couple of breweries now. Yeah, I went to Guardian uh, right before the um, Kalamazoo conference over uh, for the Michigan Brewers Guild. And I showed up. I'm like, oh, when did you guys open? They're like, oh, we open in a week. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'm here now. Like how how am I drinking this now? And they had like their full kitchen was operational too. <laughs> so I think they were just doing like a, a really soft. We're not going to tell anyone we're yeah. open, but if somebody shows up, we'll serve them. Yeah, you don't get um, flooded with all the people rushing to see. You can kind of do it naturally and organically. There's there's two different ways because even when you do friends and family, like I've been to a lot because I'm in restaurant point of sale. Uh, I've been to a lot of day ones where it's friends and family, but those friends and family days are really really crazy because people all come in usually at the same time um and they're all because the food is free appetizers entrees desserts (laughs) a second entree oh everyone loves oh yeah (laughs) yeah i'll pay for um uh you know i'll pay for uh my drinks or whatever um and then of course nobody knows how to tip on those types of meals either 20 percent on even the total that didn't exist that you didn't pay still 20 percent. oh of course yeah of course, but people don't understand that. Yeah. So, like, you have to, like, print out the, this is what your ticket would be before I discount everything. Just so you know. Hey, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, your, your four-person table was $120, just so you know. And then I'm going to leave you a $5 tip now. Um, <laughs> did you ever work in the restaurant industry? Yeah. yeah, I used to run restaurants. My former job before this was I was a GM of a restaurant. Okay. So, did bartending, did bar management, did, you know. AGM and GM stuff. So, is like a big restaurant or chain restaurant? Or uh, big family owned. Big family owned. Yep. Okay, in the Grand Rapids area. All right. I know. What yeah. are you looking towards for World Expo beer? Like, why does Saugatuck come to the World Expo beer other than to bring their beers to be judged? I mean, obviously, we want people. That's the biggest thing. You know, the turnout's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. They run it really well. Um, so that's and that's what we look for. You know, if you're going to do a festival, you want. Someone that's got their stuff together and doing it right. These guys do a really good job. You know, they have a spot for us that we're in right now to hang out and chill when we're, you know, not pushing our brain in front of the booth. Um, and, you know, the competition thing is really cool. You know, it's actually a, a real judged event. So, you know, if you can win something, which we got two silvers this year with uh, Blueberry Maple Stout and the uh, Oval Beach Blonde. So, it's you know, it's fun for us to win some medals. On top of getting a ton of exposure. How many uh, festivals do you guys usually attend every year in regards to, like, judged festivals like or judging competitions like GABF? Or- yeah, I, I would say we'd probably do only two to three. This one, GABF for sure. Then obviously every other year it's World Ec- or World Beer Cup. Yeah. Um, but as far as ju- – I mean, most of them are just probably the two, the GABF and this one, that we really get, you know, get involved. 
as as a consumer, what's your favorite festival to go to every year? As a consumer, yeah. I'm jaded. That's fair. I've, I've, I do at least twenty a year now after the past five and a half My years. Goodness, yeah. Um, so there's got to the be one you one. love going to because it's different. Or how, oh, what about what about one that you like? One of the most oh. memorable. Oh, oh. I, I, I can. I'm sorry, I can answer that actually. The okay. Guild Fest in Marquette. Oh, the, 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 the fall festival for the Michigan Brewers Guild in Marquette is out of the five years I've done it. Only one year's rained. It's been sunny and beautiful, and you're on the harbor. Um, that's probably my favorite one. I I've recently figured out because we went to it not last year but the year before is that that's everyone like the brewers side or the the sales side that's their favorite no absolutely because it's a lot more relaxed than like the winter summer or even fall one it is busy um, but it's still a lot more chill it, it is and of course like the, the friday night party for everyone um instead of doing like two nights back to back yep like, you can get in there friday as long as you beat the lawnmower parade um, you get in there yeah. Friday. Um, you go to the the cocktail party the night before. Then Saturday comes. So I think a lot of people love that. Excuse me that that uh, UP Fall Fest. Yeah, um, the most. I, I like the the Detroit one. Um, as long as if they if they can get more uh, porta potties, I think <laughs> that would make, better weather would help that one too. You know, it's it's really hit or miss for that festival, but it's usually it's usually hoodie fest. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't need anything crazier. It's fall. Yeah, I mean, it rained this past year, which kind of sucked. Um, and a lot of it's outdoors because you gotta. Well, it's all outdoors, but you gotta go from like tent to tent. Yeah, like the the winter fest. Um, what do you think of the, like the the extreme weather festivals? Because you have the winter fest in Grand Rapids, which is usually snowy, cold, and yeah. freezing, and then the summer one is usually a hundred and five and sunny. Yeah, I want. I mean, I want it. It's like I said, it sucks either you're cold or you're sweating profusely. Um, I like the winter one, it's just cool to see that many people come out for an awesome festival and drink beer, and it's like. You know, these people don't care. It's like we're Michigan. Let's do this. That's 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 definitely fair. Um, and at least you can put on more layers. Whereas in the summer, you can only take off so many before you're arrested. So you're creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody creepy. wants and nobody wants to see me in my last layer. No, I don't think no. anybody oh. wants to see anyone in their last layer for that matter. <laughs> Especially with the amount of alcohol that's all running through us. Um, so you're going for for crisp beers when you go to these festivals. Like what what is a beer that you've tried this weekend that you liked that wasn't from Sagatuck? Uh, I think probably my favorite now is Arbor uh, Cucumber Lime Goza. Oh, that's a good beer. Yeah. That's a great summer beer. And it's actually, sun's coming out today. Perfect day to have another one. I, I 100% <laughs> agree. I love, like, those those crushable, easy-to-drink beers. As much as I'm, like, a malt-forward, like, um, obviously, me and Palatin milked out right here. Yeah. Um, give me give me those gozas that aren't too sweet, too sour. Give me those uh, crushable lagers that aren't too piney, too bitter, too yeah. dry. Um, do you, what? What's your guys's uh, light lager look like? Wait, what is it? So we have two different ones. We have uh, Mi Cerveza, um, like capital M I from Michigan, and I just started kind of Mexican style lager um, that we do a uh, little flaked corn in there to give it that uh, Mexican style. And then we have another lager that's called our Lager Love, and that's our Pride beer. So. Part of the proceeds of that beer, wherever we sell it, goes back to the local 
um, you know, pride organization that mm-hmm. in that area. So, and so those are two loggers that we do right now. I, I've learned that in regards to Douglas and Saugatuck. It's a very big, inclusive pride. Very, yeah, yeah. Um, forward. Like they do a lot because I stayed at the Blue Star Motel, yeah, right down the I street. I believe right down the street. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I went. They they have if you stay there, there's a breakfast joint right next door that you get you can get breakfast from. Um, by staying at that hotel, mm-hmm. and that's just something you realize, and it's not something you see. You see it in on our side of the state over in Ferndale. Yes, like that is the. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, that's like the place. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's nice to see those types of um, uh, communities, like Progr- being behind progressive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Being open. Yes. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> be close minded. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own beliefs, and that's their choices. Yep. Um, so what's going on for Saga Tuck for this year? Any big releases coming out? Like so, yeah, like I said, the new IPA. Um, Neapolitan milk style. We'll have a, a new barrel-aged beer that we're doing this year, uh, Imperial Cafe Brown barrel-aged. So it's a, my attention. Hey, wait, what? Yeah, it's an Imperial Brown <laughs> ale with uh, vanilla, and then we use on Common Grounds Coffee, which is you know our neighbor across the street. Yeah. Um, and then... We'll have the big boy, um, our barrel aged Imperial Neapolitan, in the later this year. Um, we do have a sour that's coming out, super limited. It's a, a true sour, pineapple sour um, that we're doing. So sometime this late summer, early fall, we'll have that hopefully ready. Um, and yeah, so right now we're just we're rocking shandy and the new IPA, and then obviously our other you know our other cans are helping us too. You know, we went to cans now, kind of get us in some more place that we couldn't get to with bottles. Um, so blondes are paled it. Place with a bottle versus a can. I mean, a lot of these. Des- I mean, a lot of Michigan is seasonal, and so you know, you go up the coast, and it's you know all cottages, and people want beer for their boat or campsite or whatever. Cans are just a lot easier to get around. You know, golf courses, all the different venues that you can get cans into. Um, that you know, even concert venues, and uh, they're doing more can things because they're outdoors. They don't want people breaking glass, and so it's opened up. You know, some accounts for us that we you know. There's those seasonal counts that we really couldn't sell much because we were bottles and they want more cans. I, I I noticed that as a trend going through within Michigan, and I know a lot of the East Coast breweries are switching to cans because of that. And I was just curious if that was the same thing because you guys are pretty much right on Lake Michigan. Yeah, oh yeah, about three miles away at most. Yeah, but in downtown Saugatuck is right on Lake yep. Michigan. Yeah, and we're in Douglas technically. We're on the close to the highway. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Saga Tuck Brewing, you guys open seven days a week. Seven days a week. Full food program over there? Full food program. At uh, both sites, right? In Kalamazoo, yeah. yep. too? Mm-hmm. Um, you can still get some uh, good Gonzo's Big Dog if you're a fan of them. Some of their beers are still over at that brewery, yep. so don't feel like they just completely no, we took yeah. over. We, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we just want to keep things going and make, you know. We, I mean, I went there in January, so I was just like, when I saw that, I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I went. But as long as you guys, uh, what's the, I think it's the Vanilla Java Porter or something like that? Uh, they have the Vanilla Porter. The yep. Vanilla Porter, yep. yeah. That's got to be one you guys oh, that's, still make. Oh, uh, yeah, social media, that's the one they beg for the most. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it was. Hey, <laughs> I know you guys took over. Please keep making yep. this. Uh, we plan to. Uh, oh, that's, that's good. Yep. Are, are you going to be able to make some, some Gonzo's recipes over at Sagatuck, maybe for the... Um, the Douglas folk, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's once we once I mean, you once the it. government gets the sign off in it, then we can we can brew beer. We can you know we can brew at each site. We can move beer between between uh, back and forth to each other's places because it'll be essentially one entity. Okay. So yeah. Well, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining us. We yeah, appreciate you're welcome. it. Thanks um, again, you can find Sagatuck Brewing over in uh, Douglas, Michigan, Sagatuck, Michigan, over on the west side, as well as Kalamazoo. You can find them online and, of course, in cans in your nearest stores. And uh, we will be right back. Better on Draft Podcast. 
And we are back with the Better On Draft podcast live from the World Expo of Beer. Ken is kind of going to be leaving soon. He's already waving his hand at me. Enjoy Patton Oswalt, man. I will be leading the charge. Heaven help all of us. But it's not just me. We do have one of our other contributors to the Better On Draft show in the Better On Draft Better On Draft Network, Ed. Yeah, I'm back again. How's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? I, I'm doing all right. I already got the slight head, hangover headache going already, but already I know I didn't eat anything. Today. You got you got here around two ish. Uh, at two. At two. Yeah. Well, that okay. was fighting to get past Oakland University over there in Rochester. That was okay. Fun. Diving well, through. Yeah. What you drinking, man? Drinking the locals light from Shorts. Local light from so. Shorts. All right. Now I had that a little earlier. Um, our next guests on the sh- uh, here on Better on Draft are from Mitten Brewing, and I'm going to start to my immediate right. If you can introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do for the, the brewery. Uh, my name is Wob. I am uh, one of the sales guys, uh, former brewer. I brewed there for six years, and I've been doing sales now since uh, August of 18. So um, kind of, you know, one of those things where who better to sell the beer than the guy who made it for uh, almost a 1,000 batches, so... I'm enjoying myself doing that and doing these kind of fun events, beer festivals and such. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. And to your right? Um, I do event sales and I do prep cooking for their kitchen. And your name is? Uh, Phil. Phil. We got Phil and Wob from Mitten Brewing. Now, where is Mitten Brewing located? We're on the west side of Grand Rapids on Leonard Street. So, just off of 131. Uh, probably no more than a three quarters of a mile off the highway. All right. We're in a Victorian era fire engine house that was built in 1890. Oh, really? So it's a uh, it's a pretty far out place. You know, there's a lot of history in the walls and um, and yeah, it's just really neat. We're vintage baseball themed on the on the lower level, and then the upstairs is primarily the um, the nod to the fire engine house days nice. and lots of old pictures and history of uh, people who worked out of the station and. Mm. Um, you know, crazy things that happened in the early days around that area, flooding and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> right. On. So here, you mentioned right at the start that you were a brewer, and now you're doing the sales. What made you go from the 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 the, the core of the of the core of a biz, of a brewery to going on to the sales side? Like, what, what drove that change? Was it just the, the amount of heart? Because I'm assuming it's manual labor. In, in, it's in, extremely physical. It? It's 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 a tough job. I mean, it's it's definitely very physically taxing. But sure. at the same time, uh, in my opinion, it's good to to know as much as you can about your company and mm-hmm. and and going out with the knowledge that I had going out into sales, mm-hmm. um, being the guy that was making the beers and uh, doing the research and development batches to see these products that we're out on we have out on shelves and on draft now that you know we helped develop four, five, six years ago, um, we know going out that those beers have been through that whole basically training period of, are they good enough? You know, can they sell out in the market? And now they do. So it's, it's easy to go out there with those and, and a very consistent product. And, Mm -hmm. uh, no, I I love, uh, the change of pace. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm able to dictate my days and, and, and if I have a longer stop at one place and a short stop at another, you know, I mean, I, I like to sit down and talk beer with people who like to talk about beer. Right. Uh, so that's a big part of sales, too, is is when you find those beer nerds that are buying at, <laughs> at bars, you can really sit down and lose time with them because you're, you're talking about your ingredients and, and um, 
and all the all the products that you make. So it's it's kind of fun when you when you find those beer nerds out in the in the world and they like to talk about it as much as you do. Sure. Nick, sure. have you ever been out to Mitten Brewing? I have not. Oh my gosh, I, I love Mitten Brewing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite but, spots yeah, in Grand Rapids. I'm, I'm guilty as charged. What is it? Have you had any of their beers? Um, probably in more of a setting such as this, such sure. as festivals. Testing um, and stuff like that? Yeah. Tasting and stuff? I mean, we've talked about it on the show, hundreds of breweries in Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go to a store, and this kind of might segue into another question, going to a store and pick something like, eh, let me try this or try that. These are the kinds of forums, kinds of events that gives you the opportunity I'm going to try something different. I'm right. going to try some of the smaller, lesser-known breweries or maybe some of the medium-sized ones, you know, or wh- whatever. When you guys come to an event like this, like, what's the what's the end game? What's the goal here? Is it simple besides just getting your name out and, like, being kind of the size that you guys are? Well, we, yeah, we definitely get our name out. Um, as, as a place that's nearing seven years, um, we've, we've really found our stride, but... You know, now that we're distributing more, mm-hmm. more and more statewide, coming to these events, particularly where we distribute cans and draft, okay, um, we can sit back and we can talk to the patrons. We can talk to the people that are trying our beers and say, "Hey, you can find it locally at such and such tavern, sure. or you know, at this at this party store, or something like that." So, one, you get to you know, kind of create that that taste with the name of the beer, and then they, you know, I've had a lot of people taking pictures of our sign that says what we have and the, right you know just so that that way they can remember when they go to their favorite local party store they can they can look for the can and they can buy it to take home with them and mm-hmm. uh, you know drink it on the beach or drink it you know and also say like the region too you know like which part of the state likes what kind of beers mm-hmm. if you come out and bring it over here like i'd say in grand rapids more people drink ipas and definitely over here what beers so. do you guys have in distro um, right now we're running our Country Strong IPA, which is a mainstay, our Triple Crown Brown, which is a, a dark English mild that's also um, ba- basically been there since the beginning, uh, our Doc's No-No Double IPA, um, Mango Gold, which is a tart mango wheat, and uh, perfect for the summertime, I might mm-hmm. add. We have that one here with us today, uh, as, as well as Country Strong. And then our Peanuts and Cracker Jack Porter is um, one that we release every year to coincide with opening day of baseball season. Excellent. Like I said, we're huge baseball fans, so yeah. we want to, you know, kind of celebrate the start of spring, the start of baseball, warmer weather, greater times, and <laughs> we released this beer, and it sells out statewide really quickly. So, did the baseball theme kind of come from the the Tigers, or did it come from more of the Whitecaps being in Grand Rapids? Definitely the Tigers. Um, we we all our owners, um, myself included. Uh, I remember when when I was kind of proposed with the the idea of working there, and and they they mentioned baseball so many times. I was like, yeah, you got me at you had me at baseball. And then you're throwing pizza into the mix and and things like that. But uh, you know, it's one place in in Grand Rapids where you know you can go and watch the Tigers, whether they win or lose. We're always going to have the games on all of our TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, most times we'll have the audio on as well, so people can actually sit and, and feel like they're at home watching the game or you know with friends and such and and yeah you throw the pizza into the mix um it's a it's a killer combo and then beer too right i can't forget about the beer right you're talking pizza so what is this that that mitten has to offer with pizza well 
just like our beer flights, we have pizza flights. Oh, basically, you excuse get, me, what? Yes, pizza flights. Is there is there really such a thing? It's, it's such a thing. It is, there is, and that, this choose, is the first thing. I'm, please enlighten me. You <laughs> got my you, get six, you can choose six different types of specialty pizzas off the menu. Okay, and they basically come out in quarter slices. Okay. And you can just sample. It's like a good sample plate of everything. Yep. So Really? Typically feeds about four people, two if you're really hungry. Uh, maybe it can be upwards of six, but it's a good way to look at our, our pizza menu and find huh. that we've got all these crazy specialties. And then, obviously, your, your normal everyday pies, too. And you can mix and match them. And, and you can, you know, if you're indecisive, you can say, all right, I want to try these six. And you'll find something out of those six that you'll really like. So is is so obviously there's a food program at Mitten. Oh yeah. Uh, is it a full food program? Is or is pizza's kind of like the specialty? Because I'm going to pick on something that's that's close to home to me, and that's Motor City Brewing Works. And one of the things that they, and this is down in Detroit, in Midtown Detroit, one of the things they harp on is you know the brick oven pizzas. So is pizza the only thing you guys do at the food program, or do you guys no, have a no, full we got other stuff? Too. You got we other got, stuff. Uh, we do nachos. We do sandwiches. Um, every week we uh, have a new updated of a sandwich special and a pizza special, so you can keep trying new things too. All awesome. time. How, uh, how we do stromboli. Strombolis. Um, you know, typical yeah, side yeah. salads and appetizers and things like that, like you know, breadsticks. Phil's, sure. Phil has his own sticks. Oh, oh. Um, Phil sticks. Phil sticks. Check them out. <laughs> oh, um, Phil sticks. Nice. Uh, so yeah, a little Cajun. Little okay. Cheese, little yeah, little uh, zip. We've got we work with this company called Everyday that makes um, really great dipping sauces of like you know with some heat to them it's like a sweet spicy habanero sauce and there's there's varying levels of that so sold yeah (laughs) and that's and that's the base for some of our pizzas versus your typical Mm -hmm. red sauce you know we we, will create different bases too so Mm -hmm. you know no two pies are alike right on we've got a coney dog pizza what? We've got a Motor chi- City is a Coney Dog pizza. pizza. We've got a chicken, they do. We've got chicken waffles pizza. we got Ooh. a mac and cheese and pulled pork pizza. Oh, my gosh. Thai, uh, thai chicken pizza. <laughs> thai chicken pizza. Now, I've heard that you guys can, do you guys, like, pre-bake the pizza and someone can take it home and bake it there? Or is, or is that a yeah, rumor? we do that. No, we, we do, do that, that too? Definitely. Okay. If you ask, they can definitely pre-cook it so you can bring it home and cook it in your oven Cook it in your oven yep. and then wow. you have mitten pizza at home. Yes. And, and I do believe we sell balls of dough too so if somebody wanted to just go home and create their own it's, pie with a ball of our wow yeah. all our products is fresh and made in house for most part so that's it's awesome crazy we do a how many day ferment on our dough two day we do a two day ferment okay okay i'm out of big i i just started getting getting into cooking so i'm like that's like beyond me <laughs> <laughs> like i just now started getting into cooking like chicken and you know, meat and, and all that. I left my leave that up to my wife because otherwise I'd burn the house down. Quite literally. And, and those are all down. things that can go on a pizza, <laughs> right? Yeah, <That's> true. <laughs> Question for the brewer: um, What when you were in your brewer days? What was your favorite beer to make? Um, quite honestly, we we worked on a uh, we work on a three barrel system there at the pub. Um, we have a twenty barrel at our production, but the the three barrel. I can't say that there was a specific beer that was favorite to make, but it was the the challenge of fulfilling somebody's vision. Um, okay. So our, our brew staff, you know, everyone was kind of open to being able to make or or submit recipes and say, hey, I'd like to try this. Um, Mango Gold being one of those mm-hmm. um, that we really absolutely love that beer for a four and a half percenter. Uh, it's a kettle sour. Um, so trying to get that right, you know, went through a few R&D batches. And so I think it was more the challenge of of fulfilling that brewer's vision and saying, sure. "Hey, this is this is exactly what I wanted to see in my glass or taste in my glass, or it's not, and let's try it again." 
Um, so, like I said, I almost got to a thousand batches. So, in that, in that, I couldn't tell you how many, probably hundreds were single, unique, one-off batches, gotcha. or mm-hmm. gotcha. uh, an iteration of something else that we further developed into into something else. But like peanuts and cracker jack, that that beer, you know, we'd go home every day with peanut butter all over us, and um, <laughs> we we finally got to that stage where we 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 figured there was something, one thing that was missing, and that was. Pardon my French, but no, a, go ahead, no. a, a, a dry nutting. Um, <laughs> so instead of dry hopping like you would with your typical IPA, double IPA, we actually threw like crushed Sunday nuts in as a dry hop addition, um, and that really lent itself to bringing that salt and that actual peanut flavor to hmm. a beer that is peanuts, not peanut butter and Cracker Jack. It's peanuts gotcha. and Cracker Jack. Okay. So the development of those beers, honestly, was, was the most fulfilling part and the, and the biggest challenge and the most fun, too. Okay. And he's a little modest because he actually has his own beer named after him, too, called the Wobulator. Oh, yeah. what kind of beer is that? <laughs> it's a Doppelbach. A Doppelbach. Nice. That one I developed about eight years ago at my former brewing job, and uh, and it's only been made three times in the nine years I've been working in this industry, so... It's one that, you know, every now and again it comes out, but mm-hmm. it's uh it's definitely a, a seasonal specialty. So so prior to Mitten, what were you where were you before Mitten? Oh, before? I was with the Hideout Brewing Company. Hideout. Oh Hideout, yeah. 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 Okay. So I um I was there uh, almost three years. Right. Learned what I did there and, and uh, kinda took that and mm-hmm. you know, here we are, uh, that many years later. Fast switched into to, a switched into a, brewing. switched <laughs> into a sales role, uh, you know. Get to go, come out and do these fun events, right? Uh, more so than I did in the past. You know, as, as because, brewers, yeah. we could come, but we were, you know, sort of limited. You're behind to the them. seats. You're, you're, yeah. right. you're, you're, but you're, you're spitting out the product that every, you know, the couple thousand people here today are ultimately trying. Yeah. No, and and it's great to to be on this side of things too, and to watch the people's reactions when they're trying certain things. See the appreciation. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Peanuts and Cracker Jack being one of those that you know I I don't I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard somebody scream those words out today, oh, but yeah. uh, all in in good ways. In good you know? ways, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So so Phil, what about you? you? Were you working in the brewery industry prior to? I Mitten? wasn't. This is my first brewery job. First ever. brewery yes. job. Well, may I ask what were you doing prior to Mitten Brewing? Um, I was managing a breakfast restaurant in East Town, Grand Rapids. Called East Town, Wolf Grand Rapids. Okay. Which one? Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Okay, nice. Yeah, are you, are you familiar with it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Very good. Right on. Right on. So, GR's got a lot of great everything. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, GR's yeah. just a really food, craft, beer, you know, eccentric town. Yes. Beer City um, USA. Yeah. Yep. We're, so we're, you're we're, gonna, we're you coming into our own with ciders and distilleries mm-hmm. and, and um, yeah, I mean, there's always a great new restaurant popping up and like, yeah. I mean, we I mean we, we see that so much more also on, you know, on the east side as well in the. the the, we'll call it the Tri County, the Metro Detroit sure. right. area, where you know it's there's a new restaurant popping up, or there's new new brewery popping new brewery, up. Like yep. just like a couple of weeks ago, we were at a uh, me, and my wife, and a couple friends. We were at Brooks Brewing over there on the uh, in Shelby, and next thing I know, I find out there's a brewery opening in Madison Heights, which mm. is like we used to be an old stomping ground for me and Ken and a couple other friends of the show, and. My first reaction was, "What the hell are you talking about? There's no brewery in Madison Heights. I never would have imagined a brewery in Madison Heights. Lo and behold, I drive by the same site. There it is, Madison Heights, Michigan. There's a brewery. Wow. So it's just we're starting to see. I mean, you guys being living in the industry and working in the industry, so many breweries. We talk. It's a constant topic on the topic. Uh, you know, on this show." all the number of breweries is and being that mittens kind of like in the you know it's been around for as long as it has six seven eight years 
does you both of you personally do you guys get worried that a bubble is coming or do you guys think I mean, we've just opened up two more locations so i think and, we're doing good do you, and how are those two and those two locations doing all right for the i would say they're doing really good we got one in sogtuck we opened up about a year, year and a half ago it'd be a years? year it'd be a year in june in sogtuck and then uh, two, uh three years ago in mm-hmm. uh, july was northport okay just north so we, took over the, we took over the old northport brewing location okay and um no what we see in in those towns obviously they're more tourist driven Sure. But we've got good local support. Okay. Um, you know, Northport being as sleepy as it is in the wintertime, that, that town really kind of shuts down and mellows out, but we, we maintain a good... Um, good local presence. Yeah, good local yeah. presence. We, we've got Not all of our regulars, there. our mug clubbers that come out cool. and, and um, show that support because... If there's nowhere else in town for them to drink, it'd be pretty boring, right? So, right. Sure. So sure. you can at least recognize, oh, Mitten, I'm going to go. I drink that in the, the fall and the, the winter in yeah. Grand Rapids. So now in the spring and summer, I'm going to go drink it, you know, in Traverse City. Saugatuck. Yeah. Saugatuck, Saugatuck yeah. Traverse City. And those so. areas we know, too, that there's there's a lot of out-of-state traffic um, as far as tourism goes, too. So you're seeing you're seeing people from all over the country right. or all right. over the world in these places and hey it's it's not bad we, we were actually featured on the food network with uh, our location in northport that's awesome congrats um, yeah so nice. they, they came up they were trying our beers and they didn't mention any of them by name i don't I'm, probably law reasons you know i'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no right. i'm no law person <laughs> yeah no I, i've done the business law before i don't remember any of it bird law yeah <laughs> I didn't say last year we had Oprah stop by our Grand Rapids location. Really? Too. Yep. I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that was seeing really that cool. on social media. What, was she just was doing there. like a just a tour of Michigan or something? No, or? she uh, she did a, a roundtable for a show she had uh, for for a like show minutes or something. Okay, and um, it, it all kind of started with New Holland, and she she had a roundtable. I think surrounding election time, and that's where I'll leave that. But um, <laughs> sure. uh, she actually wanted to get back together with that same group of of local. Um, Roundtable the, the people she had on that sure. on that segment, and they they chose to come to us. And um, she even specifically told our owners that uh, she she made sure to not eat as much on her diet that day, so she could indulge in the pizza and, and have a beer. <laughs> or two. So you know, and we, we we do we work with um with the Detroit Tigers in some capacity in the, oh, the really? West Michigan Whitecaps. Um, yeah, obviously, the, the, one Whitecaps of the farm club there teams. Yeah. Um, but now we've had uh, the Tigers come for their winter caravan one year. Nice. Uh, they presented us with a, a jersey for the Grampus, in, in honor of the Grampus Fire Department, um, nice. a number nice. nine jersey because we were engine house number nine. Okay. Um, so we had uh, Al Avila there. We had several players, um, uh, coaching staff, uh, personalities. <laughs> and, and then this year uh, they came back to town, but they, wanted, they, they weren't at our place. They were at Kentwood Police Department, but they wanted us to, to cater the event. Oh, nice. So we got to go out there again and meet. Um, you know, I got to meet Garden Hire this year, which was yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, Daniel Norris was one of the funnest people to talk to. Okay. Um, super humble, super low-key guy, great photographer. Sure. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him and, and feeding those guys a bunch of pie, too. And right, right. Th- although this year they were they were told to be, to be a little bit... They're, they're nutritionist limited. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you're in a rebuilding. So I saw a, a, a lot of a lot more salad and a lot less pizza, but it was great nonetheless. Nice, very cool. What did you guys bring uh, here to the expo for beer? Like, what, how many beers did you bring? What are they? Um, what you know, kind of give like a like a snapshot of what you guys just have that you guys normally carry. What did you guys bring? 
Well, like I mentioned earlier, the people screaming for peanuts and Cracker Jack. That's definitely. Um, so that one uh, hopefully makes it through the end of today. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Mango Gold, which is another one we distribute okay. s- as, as far statewide as we can in cans and draft. Um, so you likely would find that around this area or uh, limited parts of the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. And um, we brought our Country Strong IPA, which is also distributed in cans and draft. Um, and then lastly, our Sammy Gosa. So again, with like the playing on the baseball thing, Sammy Sosa, Sammy oh, Gosa. Okay. <laughs> Took me a minute. Uh, yeah, yep. Okay. So that one's a, that one's um, lightly barrel aged. It's got a, a little bit of Brettanomyces and the lacto. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a great marriage of those two, and um, and then it's finished off with with a brilliant lime flavor. Nice. So it's okay. it's it's teetering on the on that brink of like a cocktail almost like that like okay. you know real kind of bittersweet cocktail. Okay. It's a really good beer. I would say, Nick, have you tried any of them yet? Not yet. I would. I'm going to have to meander my way over there in between. And your, your wife's shaking your head. She's not on the microphone, but your wife's on the end of the table looking at me. She's like, yes, you have to go over the there. The Country Strong is Co- the best Country the Strong? best beer that they have, is, is my opinion. Is I was say, we need to get Katie on microphone. <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe towards the end of our time here at the Expo. <laughs> uh, so let's focus on you guys personally you know, a little bit more. Um Outside of Mitten Brewing, what are some of your go-to beers that you like to drink in your own personal time when you're not um, working? Not drinking mitten. When you're not drinking Mitten Brewing. Right. <laughs> like, what do you... Question, so I mean, Phil's got to go first. Right now, I'm just drinking a PBR. I, I, mean, I, like, <laughs> I like my light beers, my Strohs, my lagers. I, I mean, I love a lot of the local breweries, too. Sure. Like, I don't mind Heron or, you know, Grand Rapids Brewing Company. They're great. Uh, Vivant's yep. awesome. So... I was actually I'm a, I'm a, thinking about a PBR earlier. I'm definitely a lighter drinker. I'm not any of those <laughs> urban barrel aged drinking, you know, 12%. I like to keep it a little low and drink all day, so. Okay. All right. All right. And and for you? Uh, I'm uh, the same. I'm drinking a PBR currently. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I do have, <laughs> as you can see, uh, Stroh's tattooed on my on my arm. <laughs> now, now here, here's, a, here's a serious question. Are we talking about the blue can Stroh's or the, oh, the, you know, the <laughs> old school ones from back, back in the day? Yeah. We're, I, I grew up, I'm from the UP, so I grew up with uh, a lot of um, influence from Milwaukee and from uh, that sure. area. So I, I grew up with with Upers that uh, you know craft beer. Yeah, they're just starting to figure that out. <laughs> not, that's not a knock on Upers. That's just a uh, it's just a, a fact of life that. Um, and that's what I'm trying to push too. Is I'm trying to get up there and, yeah. and um, we're trying to sell more beer into the UP. Yes. Um, but yeah, as for what I drink, I mean, I, I really like to to spread it as wide as I can. I mean, mm-hmm. I love a good IPA, double IPA. I'm never gonna fare away from the hops and, and sure. the hoppiness. But uh, you know, a nice light sour, nice light, you know, lagers of any kind, pilsners. Um, we're seeing that those are those are making an extreme comeback. Yeah, uh, you know, in in, in lagers and, and especially pilsners. Uh, what I find, you know brewing industry friends that's a lot of what we drink is because you know you it, you last a little longer you're sure. you're able to to get through the whole day and yeah and in an event like this i mean yeah as much as we want those 15 16 percenters we want to make it through to the end of the day uh, <laughs> yeah it's you know it, obviously the uh, i can turn myself down what the heck am i doing here? <laughs> this is what happens when i don't run the board very often it's like i'm learning how to use this as a on the fly here um this industry is very um, trend heavy, and you know the the one phase that seems to be sticking around that's stuck around for at least you know ever since I got into craft beer have been these heavy beers, these fourteen, fifteen, seventeen in oh, some yeah. cases. 
barrel um, aged, barrel aged. You know, they've been sitting in someone's you know basement for a year or whatever. Uh, as Ken mentioned earlier on in the in our time here at the expo, we were we were at Parents No Rules Day for for No Rules release, and that's a that's a big beer, fourteen percent. What do you, I mean? What are your guys' thoughts about these these trends? Like, I'll pick a, I'll pick a couple of them. These big bur- bourbon barrel age trends, the the brewed IPAs, the the I'm going to call them the, the NEPAs, the Northeast yeah, the Nipas, IPAs. I mean, yep. What are your guys' thoughts on these trends? You know, personally and. and it, does does Mitten kind of do any of these trends? Or are you guys trying to keep it like you know straight and straight and narrow with with the, some of the more traditional styles or anything like that? Obviously, you're gonna have some one offs here and now. I mean, honestly, I think for the most part, we're we're pretty true to form um, when when we're talking recipe wise. Uh, mm-hmm. We've done a we've done one of the New England style hazies, one literally one in like the last couple of years. Um, we've done. We've done the juicies. We, we you know we do barrel aged beers every year, um, but we're seeing that there's not the the major necessity to have so much of them that yeah you know you're you're sitting on them for an entire year. You know what we what we like to do is just bring them, you know, pick a handful of festivals every year and say, all right, we're going to bring it to this and we're going to bring it to this, and just just out there as an option for those people that like those beers. Yeah, um, we're we're really and we talked before we uh, went live with the. Um, about the farm team, yeah. Um, so those guys have been working on a, a great sour program, um, getting more into that Berliner Weiss territory, okay. uh, sticking with these low ABV pilsners, these mm-hmm. lagers. <laughs> Excuse me, and um, and they're they're we've got about fifty or sixty oak barrels full right now that oh, were all nice. neutralized, um, and then you know there's there's varying degrees of souring going on in each one of those, and we've also got six uh, punchins. Uh, uh, red wine barrels out of Italy, so 130 gallon barrels okay. that we're essentially turning them into a Solera. So you you empty one, you you put wort right back into it, and the the, the activity uh, immediately starts back up. The the wild yeast in there is uh, is is pretty aggressive. So we're seeing those as soon as they're emptied and refilled, mm-hmm. they're taking off within sure. about four, five, six hours. Wow. So uh, already starting fermentation again. Okay, and and you know, being in Michigan, one thing we all love is michigan fruit you know yes. so we, you want to work with local fruit right us having that location in northport we did a saison with um wine varietal grapes up there mm-hmm. that went over really well yeah. you know it was great to be able to work with a vineyard up there and um you know to work with orchards and and um cherry farmers and and all the fresh things that we can get here in this state i, I think when we when we had uh cody on from oracle earlier on this afternoon um we talked about you know people People in Michigan, especially craft beer drinkers in Michigan, they seem to kind of gravitate towards that local, that local flavor, that local, locally made, supporting local agriculture. Like the, you know, you talked about the fruits, the orchards. Um, one of the, the first guests that we had on, one of the, I, I wasn't here. Um, one of the cider cideries, they they make their own apples on on site. You know, they grow their own apples on site. You know. Uh, I, th- I think people more today are going to support more of that local, support local pr- uh, agriculture, support local produce movement, That's, and they're willing to pay for the, for that ex- that little extra taste of quality. I totally agree. In, it's, in a, it's one benefit product. to living in the state of Michigan that we we have a great agricultural background. Yes, 
And and that part of that background was in brewing, you know. I mean, you you look way back a century ago, and we were we were growing a lot of products that are involved in in the brew process, right. and and to come full circle back to that again, and you see more hop farms, more acreages of barley planted, malt houses, maltsters, yep. um, hop processors, obviously fruit farms, yep. all this stuff still. Um, and and yes, Michiganders take a great deal of pride in something that was produced in their state so um I, I love when a brewery says this is an all michigan right ipa yeah. or an yeah. all michigan pale or all michigan pills or anything like that it's, i'm gravitating it's, uh, towards that already you know so. yeah yeah i think it's nice to help out the people in your community it's also grab all that stuff like in especially because you only get limited products if you're getting right people, so. and it's, it's another thing too where i see that that other people in in certain senses are there for the cash grab and they say oh well, mm-hmm. i have a lot of people that come up to me and say I want to start a hop farm. Where do I begin? And I'm like, well, you know, do you have 12 grand an acre to start it up? And then do you want to wait five or six years right. until you're actually turning a profit? You're making right? a good product. And yeah. and that's if you if you do have a good product. You know, I mean, there's so much more that goes into it. And I think a lot of people at one point in time think that they can jump into something like that, but they don't realize that there's a lot more that actually goes into it. Of course. It. Yes. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so, Mitten Brewing, where you guys are in Grand Rapids, uh, where can they, Where if someone like myself or anyone else who's never heard of Mitten Brew, where can we find you guys, like on the internet, social media, so if you have Facebook and all that other jazz? Yeah, we got uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter, um, Yelp, uh, all, all the all the things that you can, you can rate us, judge us on, untap, uh, yeah. not yeah. on Tinder, right? Uh, no, yes, we're on I, I think no. at one point we we were on on Snapchat. Uh, I don't know how if that's been maintained or not. That was something we we had fun with back in the brew house, you know. And um, yeah, maybe at one point we were on Tinder. And, oh, uh, we, I hope we, not. we 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 might have paired with a cidery or something somewhere. And uh, like right, and, and things never things never seem to come work out from that. So no, it's that's why we're making our own cider again. Nice. Um, oh, okay. Just, just couldn't find the right partner. Uh, mittenbrewing.com is the website. You can check Mitten Brewing on all of the social medias. Wob. Phil from Mitten Brewing, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and, and spending some time with us to share your time and the the experience and everything. And actually, you're where you're. I just now noticed you're where you got a silver medal around your neck. Oh yeah, you yeah, got. We, um, is that for this year? Yep, uh, silver medal for our peanuts and cracker jack porter. In what, in what category? What category is that in? Specialty. 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 Mm. I don't. I don't know what all that encompasses, <laughs> but. Uh, it, hey. it makes me feel like a special. Hey, that's hardware. Oh, okay. Hardware Good. to Congrats. bring back to the brewery. That's for sure. Congrat- well, congratulations yeah. on uh, winning the silver medal in that category. Right. Um, is that the only one that you won this year? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Now, one more quick question: Did you guys have you got is this your first time here at the expo, or have you been here before? Uh, we we were here a couple years ago. We won a uh, gold and a silver a couple years gold ago. Gold and silver. That's and, um, We've we've been a handful of times in our in our existence, and. Um, you know, we do we do other big ones too, like the Great American Beer Festival, yep. right, right, and right, we right. won our first gold uh, for uh, Amber Ale this cool. past fall at that. And uh, World Beer Cup, we won a silver medal for our uh, Triple Crown Brown. So, oh, Triple Crown Brown is one of my other favorites. Yeah, love yeah. that. Dude. Well, I, no, I, I really find some that somewhere. I appreciate y'all having us on too. That's uh, it's super great, and I, I'm I'm gonna be looking for you to come try this uh, beer. Well, actually, we're gonna wrap this up, and I'm gonna <laughs> walk right. on over to the Mitten Brewing table. I'm assuming it's in the pavilion. Yep, here. we're. 
It's somewhere in here. We're right, right on the entrance. Yeah, 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 we're going there right. Now. It's it's a perfect spot. <laughs> We've got a couple chairs. If you, you know, we're already sitting, but <laughs> if, we're not, if, if we're not there, you're welcome to pop a squat. Oh, we Sweet. appreciate, we thank appreciate you. that. Thank you uh, again, Phil. Phil and Wob from Mitten Brewing. Thank you again for spending some time with us this afternoon at the World Expo Beer. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back with more of the Better on Draft podcast. Don't go away. <laughs> 